Hello, my name is Stephen Dunn, and you're still listening to the Hellens of Christendom podcast, to which you've actually made it to an episode of part of my Montaigne series, named after the French philosopher Michel de Montaigne. Now, these episodes contain brief, critical philosophical analysis on subjects related to my choice, which involve discussions very much similar in structure to the essays of Montaigne. Thank you so much, and enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Hellenistic Christendom podcast, where today I'd like to address some issues on precisely the question, what is God? Now, there's a story regarding the philosopher and theologian Thomas Aquinas, who once asked his teacher in his youth the simple question, what is God? And the teacher, of course, was stumped and didn't know how to answer Aquinas. So, think about that question really for just a moment. What is God. Now, of course, we usually address the question that God is, which has to do with his existence, how we come to have a knowledge of his existence, whether that knowledge is warranted or justified, and so forth. But the question pertaining to what God is now moves into the area of God's essence, or God's being. And of course, we Christians, this might be strange to say, are actually agnostics about what God is. Um, But that is to clarify that we are not agnostics about God's existence, though we are agnostics about his essence. Even though we can't know what God is, we most definitely can know that God is. Now, in Greek philosophy, particularly found in Plato, there is an underlying principle or ultimate philosophical explanation regarding things that exist which is grounded in something without change, that is, something that truly exists, namely, that which is. The Christians differed in terms of the article used. That is, for Moses has said, he who is, and Plato, that which is. However, what is interesting here is that if God is he who is, then he must also be that which is. In other words, to be somebody also means to be something. Now, what makes Christian philosophy, particularly the metaphysics of being, so interesting and unique is that the supreme principle is a God whose very name happens to be he who is. In other words, God just is, without any limitation to his being. In the words of the French philosopher Etienne Gilson, quote, we cannot even say that such a God has knowledge or love or anything else. He is it in his own right. Nothing can be added to him. Nothing can be subtracted from him. That is, he who is can eternally enjoy the fullness of his own perfection, of his own beatitude, without needing to grant existence to anything else or to anything whatsoever. Now, in Paul's visit to Athens, if you remember Acts 16, we remember his observance of a statue's inscription that read, To an unknown God, if you remember that in verse 23. Now, Christians did not have the struggle of finding God via metaphysical explanation to some problem, but rather through what had been disclosed to them by the manifestation of God incarnate, that is, Jesus Christ. Now, scholars will talk about the God of the philosophers and the God of the theologians. In the former, God was pure being, thought, or intellect, circling around forever, closed in upon itself without reaching over to man and his little world, as Joseph Ratzinger once said. Now, this God of the philosophers and the transformation by the men of faith no longer saw this God as merely the thought of all thoughts, 
or as the eternal mathematics of the universe, but instead as agape, the power of creative love. God emerges from the burning bush not just as pure thought, but as a name, I am. God may very well be eternal mathematics, but only because he is creative love. It is through this name that God enters into the world of man.